the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. Number two, enthusiasm for sacred things. You are excited about the assembling of yourselves with the people of God. You are excited about coming tonight for the first communion, Lord's Supper, baptism service of the year. You are excited about a chance to serve God and to be a witness for him. You're excited about spiritual things. You're excited about the word of God. It is enthusiasm for sacred things. Uh, Number three, uh, it is a renewed commitment to kingdom work. If you are not doing at least one ministry in the church, and we're going to have our ministry fair giving you a chance to sign up next week. If you're not serving in at least one ministry, you, you are out of order. And God is waiting on you to occupy in a place of service that he wants you to be in. We have so many ministries in this church. And if you cannot ask God to lead you to one, then something is drastically wrong. Number four, a burden for lost souls. Say a burden for lost souls. We were on the streets during the Christmas holidays and many were so excited about those coming to Christ. And it's amazing how Mormons and Jehovah Witnesses and all of these people are out on the streets. But where are the Christians? Do you realize a Mormon tried to evangelize me as well as this church this morning? I'm talking about this morning. You say, what? Well, my secretary, she had something on my desk. It was hanging on the doors of the church. And I, I looked in this, it was saying, Merry Christmas, friend, or whatever. And I opened it up and looked in there. And guess what? It was a Mormon Bible, Mormon literature, uh, trying to win me and the church over to Mormonism. The audacity for Mormons to come here to win us to them. Now that's boldness. Now why don't all of y'all find every Mormon church and go hang a gospel track to their doors? Now you know they got that kind of boldness. They want to win the preacher and every person in the congregation. And you won't even open your mouth and say Merry Christmas. It's not Happy Holidays. 
Say Merry Christmas. Look, to, look around you. Say Merry Christmas all around you. Shake somebody's hand. Tell them Merry Christmas. That's right. When was the last time you asked somebody, have you been born again? Born again. You ask them, well, do you go to church? The issue, you can go to church lost. That's not the right question. The real question is, have you been born again? Oh, my goodness. A burden for lost souls. Why is it that so many saints are so content with so many going to a Christless eternity? Number three, if you're going to make the most of this new year, lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1b. It says, let us lay aside every, say every. That's everything. Weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Run with endurance the race that is set before us. Listen to me closely, my friends. Anyone or anything that slows us down or keep us from giving our best effort in the Christian race is a weight. Anything that what slows us down or keep us from giving our what kind of effort? Best effort in the Christian race is a weight. In your quiet time, the greatest thing you can do for yourself in the kingdom is to sit before the Lord and ask him to identify weights that keep you from giving your best effort in the race. Life is likened to a race. It's a marathon. And, and, and we have to run until we cross the finish line to be with Jesus. You're to run this race all the way unto death. But somehow, some way, there are weights in the lives of saints that hinder us and distract us. Let me identify some of the weights that we need to rid ourselves of. Number one, the first weight is impatience. Impatience. Maybe being impatient with your child's development. Impatient with yourself when it comes to employment. Impatient with a teacher or school or sister or brother or in-law. Impatience. Things are not happening fast enough for you. You want quicker results, and you're stressing yourselves out. Impatience. Another weight is the hurried syndrome. You're zipping and zapping yourself all over the place, and you're always in a hurry. And you can't be one place and be there because you are habitually in the go mode. You even come to church wondering how long the sermon is going to be at the expense of going home to watch a three-hour football game. Huh? They were partying. They started to party. They went to restaurants, ate real good New Year's Eve, huh? drank real good. Then they went out and they partied till about three or four o'clock in the morning. Went to bed and can't wake up. Why is it that they can party that long and we, we put a time clock on God? Why is it that you can sit and watch a three-hour movie 
and have a problem with a 40-minute sermon. You know, there are signs and billboards nowadays saying we have 30-minute worship here. 30-minute worship? What if God said, okay, when you get to heaven, I'm going to only give you 30 minutes of glory in heaven. You 30-minute me, I'm going to just let you see what you miss. I'm going to let you enjoy 30 minutes, and then you'll miss the rest of eternity because you only allowed me 30 minutes of yourself in worship on earth. You see, her syndrome, got to go, got to go. Be yourself still and stop breaking yourself down, putting yourself all out of order. Because when you're in a hurry, you're anxious, you're edgy, huh? You agitated because you always in a hurry. Matter of fact, if you start on time, you won't be in a hurry. You can't be somewhere in 15 minutes and then the train come and then here's, here's a wreck on 410 and all of a sudden I'm late. It was a traffic. No, it wasn't a traffic. It was your inability to get up. What's another way? Busyness. Some of you love your busyness. And some of you think that the more busy you are, that's being spiritual. No. You know what busyness does? Busyness leads to barrenness. Busyness leads to barrenness. And God wants to unbusy you. I'm trying to help you have the most of this year. You see. Another one is complacency. You're so self-satisfied and so stuck where you are that God can't even get you moving beyond where you are because you don't want to move. You just stuck and you satisfied and you're scared if you step out, you're going to hurt yourself. Others is anger. Anger has, has become a weight. You're so angry, you can't worship. You can't say amen. Some of you are angry at your husband, your wife, your children, your, your siblings, your brothers and sisters. You're angry at folk because they didn't come through. They lied to you or they betrayed. I mean, you're just angry. But why, why have you put yourself in that self-made prison and, a cause, and cause yourself to, to live at a level less than what God intends of you? It's a very angry society. They get angry at the preacher when he preached the truth. Instead of saying it's me, you get angry. Well, he, well you don't have to say all that. <laughs> hey, that's right. You get angry because the food is not ready. Instead of going in there doing something about it yourself. You just get angry. Get angry. Angry. A, a weight. A bitterness is a, is a weight. Hate is a weight. Hate, listen, takes a whole lot of energy. Hate destroys. It tears down. Hate makes you mean. Hate folk because they're successful. Or hating folk because they have more than you. Hating folk because they're a different color. Hating folk because they don't look like you. Hate folk because they don't act like you. They don't do what you want them to do. I mean, just hate. And to hate is, is a terrible thing. And God created all the colors because he is a God of diversity. I'm so glad everybody in the world is not black. And I'm glad they're not all white. 
That's right. I'm glad that there's a mixture. And stop looking at folk because they are interracially married. Some of y'all same race and you're killing each other. Don't y'all look at y'all. Don't look at me like that. Amen. You're talking about you marry somebody in your race. Yeah, well, let me tell you something. That's a good thing. But if somebody's married, I'm just glad that, that the opposite sex. Amen. Amen. I'm glad they're in Christ. Y'all getting mad about the wrong thing. I'm just getting started. I've got a long ways to go, y'all, in this series. <laughs> Anger, bitterness, hate, pessimism. I mean, everything. You, 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 you always find a low view. Always find the negative, and it doesn't matter how positive it can be, but, yes, but, and you'll find it, the glass is not half full, it's half empty. It's your perspective that's so, so bad off. Pessimism, your pride, you know, you're too prideful to ask for help. Too prideful to say I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Pride, controlling spirit, like to be in control, like telling other folk what to do, being bossy, that stresses you out. You are not called to be God in everybody's life. Why don't you let God be God and stop trying to be God to everybody? You're not the Holy Spirit. I'm controlling, you're not, you're not upset. You telling somebody what to do. Just tell them what to do. I mean, you, you have to let folk discover some things on their own. You give them guidance and you speak in wisdom, but know when to hush and let them make some mistakes. Matter of fact, that's the only way some folk going to learn. Controlling spirit. Lying. That's a weight. Some of you lie, lie, oh, you lie so good to folk believe it. Just lying. And parents... A lot, your kids learn, learn a lot from a whole lot of you all. Tell them I'm not here. That's lying. That's lying. Yeah, you know you're lying. A half lie is still a lie. There's no such thing as a big lie, white lie, little lie. It's a lie lie. Selfishness. It's all about you. If you can't be front and center, if you can't, if it can't go your way, you sick to your stomach. Some of you are so sports crazy. That's right. You, you all, you get your pizza ready, your chicken wings ready, and you scream at the TV, and you get loud, and then you come to church and came say amen. The Redeemer of the Lord ought to what? Say so. Say so. Say so. Uh, others, it's politics. You talk politics, get mad, get ugly, bit out of shape. It's politics. Others, it's discontentment. Always discontented. Others, it's being spread too thin. You got too much on your plate. Trying to be all things to all people. And God wants you to carve back. Now, you know what? Time you get in trouble, 
or you find yourself caving in, the first thing you want to do is cut back on the church. You don't, you don't cut back on that other stuff. You're, not, you're doing two ministries, so now you'll do a half. Amen. Oh, I'm going to keep all this. Oh, no, I can't let that go. I can't. Oh, yeah, I got to go to this. I, oh, you know, I got to do my jazzercise. I got to go, 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 go. I got to do this, and I got to go here, and I got to do Well, listen, it's amazing how when we go through our issues and when something needs to be cut, the first thing we cut are the very things that are vital and essential for our spiritual productivity to the glory of God. Cut the secular. Leave the sacred. Leave the sacred. Well, you know what else is, is keeping y'all down? Another weight is relationships. Sell relationships. It could be your sorrow or your frat brother. When God says cut them loose, you cut them loose. Some you saying my husband too? No, I ain't saying him. You pray. <laughs> See, God told me to cut them loose. I got my re- revelation. I got mine. Ooh, thank you, Holy Ghost. No. <laughs> there are relationships some of y'all tied into you should have cut loose a long time ago. And it's a drag on your life. Those are weights. And you have to want, you have to be determined with the Holy. And let me tell you something. You cannot cut or loose the weights by your own fleshly strength. I say it again then, okay. <laughs> you cannot cut or loose the weights that's keeping you from running the successful Christian race in your own fleshly strength. Scripture says, not by power, not, not by power, not by power, not by might, but by his spirit. The Bible says in Ephesians 6:10, be strong in the Lord. You need the Holy Spirit's enablement to cut a loose folk who are a drag on your life. That you got to have some holy boldness. You, I mean, that, that in order for you to begin to take up, take off and soar like an eagle. Number four. If you're going to have the best year ever, we must learn to live by faith. Say by faith. You got to learn to live by faith if you're going to have the best year ever. Second Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. Hebrews chapter 1 and also verse 6 of that same chapter says, Hebrews 1, 11, 11, 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, verse 6 of that same chapter says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. If you don't have faith, you can't, don't even attempt to please God because you can't. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, let me give you my definition the Lord gave me of faith. Just put this together. I want to give it to you. Faith, listen what it is. Listen, listen. faith is to confidently Trust on and rest in the authority and truthfulness of God's word without evidence. That's faith. Let me give it to you again. Faith is to what? Confidently. Say confidently. Trust. That's to believe, to trust. And and when you're trusting in God, you can rest 
in the authority and truthfulness of God's word without evidence. Believing even though you can't see. I mean, we've not seen Jesus Christ with our naked eye, but we believe he is, right? That's why our faith is greater than the disciples. Thomas was able to, to touch Jesus' nail press and so forth. We, have, we believe the report even though we haven't seen. Haven't seen. You believe this book by faith. You come to Christ by faith. You live by faith and you die in the faith. Whole lot. You say, well, I just don't see it. There's a whole lot of things you don't see you believe. You know, protons and neutrons and atoms and some of y'all have never seen under your hood, but you, you believe it's, you, but you believe it's there. Huh? Some of you don't even know how to raise the hood up. But you believe. You, all of you in here exercise faith. You sat in that chair and you did not test it to see if it would hold you up. You just believed by faith. Huh? How you know they go going to the moon? They could just show you some pictures. You've never been to the moon. But you look at technology and image. How you know those are made up images just to say, hey, look, we showed you this, but they've never been, never. You don't know. <laughs> By faith. Technology can show you all this stuff, fast stuff, but we know man's been to the moon. But, but you believe all that by what? By faith. By faith. By faith. And I'm going to say something. When Jesus is the object of your faith, oh, God, help me now. When Jesus is the object of your faith, number one, you won't be so easily offended. And when you look under Jesus, folk can't run you away from the church. You're not so quick to quit ministry. You're not so quick to leave your family and to leave your husband or leave your wife. You're not so, you're not so quick to stop pursuing whatever you're trying to pursue. By faith, you won't be, he, he hurt my feelings. Well, that pro, let me tell you something. That professor give you stuff you don't like too, but you stay in there and you're going to do the assignment because you want that what? Degree. You take it. Oh, that boss, he ch- challenged me. He fussed me. He wrote me up. But you, you come on back to work. You don't say, well, you know what? I'm walking off the job. No, you stay on in there and you deal with it because you know you get off that job. It may be who knows when when you get another job. A lot of folk want to be where you are. Huh? So easily offended. How you, oh, I quit. I ain't coming back. Hell, yeah, this is. <laughs> Stop being a big whining crybaby and grow up by. You won't be so easily offended. Number two, you won't be paralyzed by fear in perilous times. You know, it's going to take faith to live in this year and beyond. You know what? How in that readiness center, I I keep going back to that Colleen incident. We're so quick to move on to the next thing. Now, folk not calling it terrorism, but that was an act of terrorism. And those people were just getting in and they were going through, they were just transitioning. They didn't have any weapons on them. They was in this specialized room. And this guy comes in there and kill up all those folk. Now, let me ask you this question. I want you to hear me well. Y'all listening. If you can't be safe in a readiness center on a military base, now they had guards at the gates. 
They had armory all around. They had high security. They had all that. They had all of this intricate stuff that I can't even call. But yet from within, all those folk get massacred. So my question to you, if you can't be safe on Fort Sam or at Randolph, where else can you be safe? I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm just stating the fact. And the only way you're going to live, and that's what people want to do. They want to par- They want to scale you, put you in a shell. I ain't going out. Oh, it's dangerous out there. But you go out on New Year's Eve night and drink and shake your booty and everything else. That terrorist can strike anywhere. What, you, you, what am I trying to t- I'm trying to get through. God help me preach this message. I'm trying to say, if you're going to live and have the best year ever, you're going to have to get out of politics and the media and all this stuff and shut off some of this stuff that creates a fear factor and begin to read your Bible so your faith can be strengthened. Because Satan wants to scare you out of a confident walk with God. You see? But the Bible says in Timothy... In the last days, perilous times will come. They're already here. We don't know what's next. I dread to think about it. Number three, listen to this one. By faith, you'll take spirit-led risk that will stretch you into new dimensions in Christ. Spirit-led risk that will take you into new dimensions in Christ. This church is where she is today because of the leadership of this church that was willing to take risk to be able to step out when we had no money, to be able to believe God by faith in a little YMCA building, little one room, a little small group of people. We had no way knowing all of this was going to come out of that. I, I remember the time I was back out on the streets and God took me off the streets and started a new work. And now look what we are recipients of. By faith. By faith. Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.